The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. What's up, guys? New episode coming up in just a few days on Flippin' Out Radio, the most American podcast ever created. I'm James Flippin'. This is part two, recorded with Mike Montone at his place in Jersey City. Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Rumpus time is over. Like there are places where like, like if I'm at SantaCon and I'm taking a shit, like I know what's going on. I'm in there to blast, clean up and get the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, Or like if I'm at a ball game and I'm doing it, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to settle in and relax for a minute. I'm like, let's, let's go to work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm business-like in my approach. Yeah, that's true. You're absolutely right. Um, all right. I just want to get through some random items. Uh, You know what? There is something we should talk about at some point. I don't know how, I don't know how long we could go on this. But um, obviously, like I'm, I'm recently single, so like I've, I've delved into like the whole Bumble thing. Oh yeah. And uh, how's that going? I'm not like too aggressively pursuing it. Like more as like kind of like a form of light entertainment. So like, you're doing Bumble, but not Tinder. Um, I, you know, I only, I, I don't want to have too many fucking apps on my yeah, phone. If yeah. I'm, like, and also right now, like spend a shitload of money over the holidays. I'm trying to do a lot with uh, the podcast and some other stuff. Right. So I'm just like, focusing on. On myself, I'm not like like I have no desire to jump into another fully fucking committed relationship. Yeah. So I mean, is are, are things definitely on a uh, strong hiatus with the with yeah? The she close? um she fucking the last time we spoke was like a couple weeks ago, and she just got like really mad at me. Like I don't want to get too into it. Um, yeah. She like got fucking mad at me and hung up the uh, phone. And like I really like I and this is actually something that I'm sort of going to to get towards. Like because I I never really like. Other than times where, like, you're mad over, like, a specific thing. Like, I'm not, like, the kind – like, I won't fucking – I don't, like, yell and get mad at people. Right, right. So, like, I was, like, it just – it was kind of absurd coming from her when I – you know, I've, she's a person I've treated uh, very well. So it was kind of a very confusing thing. But um, I, I – like I was saying, like, jumping into uh, the, these apps, like, there's this uh, social media account, uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram called She Rates Dogs. yeah. And it's just fucking chicks submitting, like, messages they get from fucking guys on these apps. And I'm, like, blown. Oh, okay. I didn't realize. I thought it was actually, like, pictures of dogs that they were. No. Because I know actually, about that. if you want to pull up on Twitter, you can. It blew my fucking mind, some of the shit that dudes send. Like, really? I, really? Like, I always knew that, like, there were, like, you know dudes in, like it was always like a fucking social media trope about like dudes in India trying to get american chicks to send pictures of their tits and stuff yeah um uh, but i thought that was more like a cultural confusion because they see sort of the girls gone wild thing and they come from a conservative society so they're like oh this must be what people in america are like i will ask i will ask sexy american girl to show me her booby um but this whole account is like it's like fucking dudes sending like dick pics and like violently sexual messages to girls on social media and and dating apps and shit. So I commented under one of them. I was like, hey, like, serious question. Like, is this just a sliver of what's out out there or is this, like, indicative of something that happens a lot? And the chick who runs the account responded. She's like, 
I get over a thousand of these every day, and like all of these chicks started commenting like this is terrifyingly accurate. One one said she's only sharing the funny ones here, not the really scary ones. Holy shit! Yeah, Holy pull, shit! Pull Hold up on. the account, so this man. Is, it's fucked up. Met this guy at my job. I honestly don't know why I gave him my number, but he left me this today. Do you think it'll come through if I play it on the? Uh, Give it a shot. Turn your volume like all the way up. Yeah. Hey, this is Melvin. I texted you last night. You never responded back. Um, if you didn't want me to have your number, then why did you give it to me? That was kind of like dumb as hell. You seem like you're one of these little young, dumb-minded rides. You got your little rinky-dink minimum wage job at Marshall's, and you think you're the bomb and ain't even a firecracker wearing wigs like you some 90-year-old lady with no hair. <laughs> I, mean, I thought you had a nice face and body, but beyond that, there's so many chicks in San Diego with that, and I got plenty of them, so I'm not about to be chasing you around. I mean, unless you're mentally retarded or something. <laughs> you gave your number, you respond back. So, I guess you too retarded. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, that was, like, who... I don't understand. Like, all right, so this is why I, I don't. I don't understand. Um, and I'm sure. Look, like everyone who's had a fucking a relationship <laughs> with uh, with a, a fucking chick or some shit has has got you know. I'm sure, like you know, everyone's had a you know some sort of friction in a relationship before. Right. Like you know, but like who the fuck leaves a message like that? Like, who the <laughs> I fuck, know like, what the fuck? to a person you just met. Like what? What do you think? Like a fucking person? Like. If you've known a per- you've known a person for a few hours, what they don't fucking owe you shit. Like, yeah, if, if some no, chick- it's insane. I mean, it- I, do you think that's just the the culture we live in now? Like, where, you know, again, this this swipe right or swipe left, you know, reject yeah. you quickly or move on or whatever it may be. Is that the world we live in? I, like, well, no. It's that seems like it seems weird that you would get someone's number and then they're like, all right, look, like, I'm just not that into you. Like, you know, if that's the, if that's the case, then you just fucking move, like, move on. Like, what do right. you, what do you stand to gain from leaving, leaving this message? It all, uh, it just makes you look like a jackass. I'll read, I'll read, uh, I'll read one here. If, yeah. Uh, don't, this is a text message conversation. Yeah. Don't be posting stuff like that on your story. If you're not trying to get it. And the girl says, sorry your butt hurt that you got rejected, but I'm literally trying to study. He <laughs> said, I'm not butt hurt. Your face is kind of chubby and chinky anyways. It was just worth a try with a sad face. Oh, that's a big fucking yikes right there. Fucking see ya. Don't be full, so full of yourself. Yeah. Whatever. Like, You're I'm, a six at most. Good luck studying. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I'm, I'm so confused. Like... What do you stand to gain by doing that? Like, you only make yourself look so, like, because, all right, so say you're on a college campus, and this is, this is a girl that's, like, in your English class or whatever, and you send her a fucking message like that, how do you not realize that's just going to, that's going to get out amongst every chick in the social group, and they're just going to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, stay away from fucking Todd, because if you don't, if you don't touch his dick, he'll call you a cunt. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I like that. Like, that's the toxic masculinity that people should be going. Not like, not you know, a couple kids roughhousing at a fucking barbecue. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Exactly. 
I'm fucking I'm blo- I need to close this this account cuz I cuz I'm uh amazed. Yeah. Reading this. I you oh, you can I look at it every day. It's fascinating. Yeah. I actually want to reach out to the chick and see if uh see if I can interview her. Yeah. Yeah, you should. You should. I'm, you should I'm, I'm very interested by this account. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Um, all right, so what else do we got here on uh, uh, the random items list? Apparently, Robert De Niro is going through a rough divorce right now. And he really wants it to be quiet, but his wife, ex-wife, um, uh, is Did he have a meltdown into... outside of court yes, or some shit? so he had a meltdown outside of court because his driver didn't show up at the right time or on the right street or whatever and he absolutely lost it and one of the things that i loved so much about this story is that i couldn't find any video of it unfortunately i don't know if people didn't upload it or whatever but people were apparently there and taking cell phone video and stuff yeah uh, of the whole thing because he was losing his mind and somebody said take it easy bobby and i (laughs) (laughs) did he go fucking nuts Wow. Yeah, I feel like De Niro's a fucking hothead. <laughs> Take it easy, Bobby. And I really love that. I really love Take It Easy, Bobby. Yeah, that's he funny. He should. That's funny. Um, also, I blocked a Twitter troll. Uh, muted, I guess, is the proper term, not blocked. But it's just because, you know what? I, I really get nothing out of it. I asked the guy if he would come on the podcast. Who, and who, who is the this guy? This guy, his name's Juggy Hayes. Um... I don't even know if it's an account that exists for any reason other than to, to harass me. He's a, he's a big okay. lib and, you know, he's really into bringing stuff up about Trump and all this, whatever, you know, it's fine. And, you know, I, I just kind of got to the point where I wasn't getting anything out of it. And I said, you know what? Come on the podcast. We'll have some fun with it. You know, you could say whatever the fuck you want. I'll enjoy it. You know, have, have a, have a go, you know, enjoy yeah. yourself. But I'm um, just over this Twitter thing. It's boring. It's annoying. Yeah. Um, and uh, does he actually listen to the show? No, no, I don't think so. Because he he had some you know things to say about nobody listens to podcasts and nobody's listening to your podcast and all that, which is fine. You know, what I that's mean? Yeah, such I, a that's such a cheap go to if you want to troll someone who has who's like just started their own podcast with no like fucking. Yeah, I mean, granted, I've had you know, one for almost ten years. Well, no, but, but yeah. the thing is, like, to be a to be like a fucking. I mean, you're, you know, we got this show's on a network and stuff, but it's right. not like, you know, it's not like Vox or NPR or no. someone huge. You're not a celebrity, like, with shit telling you, know, you don't have cash to promote it and stuff right. like that. Right, So it's just such an, it's just an easy shot, and it doesn't really prove anything. Yeah. And it's just, like, an annoying thing, like, okay, well, yeah, all right, it's just, yeah, I gotta, right. I gotta fucking... Yeah, and like, I mean, like, again, yeah. I don't have any problem with somebody saying that, it's just that... I'm a journalist. My podcast. Podcast? That's still a thing? Yeah, it's very much a thing. You should have a listen. Nope. such a cheap go-to if you want to troll someone who has who's like just started their own podcast with no like 
fucking. Yeah, I mean, granted, I've had you know, one for almost ten years. Well, no. pleasure out of making people hate me. I understand completely. I totally, totally understand. This is one of the most important bonding moments in the relationship between my brother and I in our life, Appleseed, and you're privy to it. Yeah, this is really, um, I'm quite uncomfortable. I would like to get something out of yeah, it. So it, if you're at least going to come on the just, podcast and give me content, it just it then just annoys. That's fine. It just annoys me because they'll use it to like stand when it's just it's completely irrelevant. Yeah. No, um, I agree with you. Yeah. And and again, it it, it doesn't There's bother some me. Very well known podcasts that shouldn't be. And, see, I think that's true. I think that's true. I think that it's a tough um, gauge of whether or not what you're doing is worthwhile, how popular it is, because it's just not, it's just not the same thing. Like in other words, um, if you're doing it for the wrong reason too, right, right. If we, if we had the wherewithal to try and maybe focus more on like a specific topic, right. And say, okay, this is going to be a podcast about, uh, I don't know, smoking weed or drinking beer or something like that. And you're drilling specifically into that type of micro content, yeah. Then you might actually have a better a better shot at it. But if you're doing it to have some fun with it, like you said, yeah. I mean, I want to be able to say, "Take it easy, Bobby." Yeah, that's what I want to be able to say. Uh, my irrational anger series. I'll get a quick entry in on that. Uh, the other day, I was walking to work, and there was a fresh pile of dog shit right <laughs> on the street, right off the curb, like just stepping off the curb, and I almost. You know, I could have definitely stepped in and I wanted to almost be able to tell the person behind me, watch yourself, you know, careful here. Fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, I really fucking hate the person that doesn't pick up after their dog in that particular situation. You know, the dog fucking takes a shit right at the fucking curb, right at the fucking curb. And you can't pick that shit up. It's fucking ridiculous. I'm still mad about it. That is I th- I'm I'm a very big proponent of of you should Rotten hell. Up after your fucking dog. Rotten hell. And it has nothing to I I feel it, it the dog, I love the dog. Yeah. I hate the person. Dogs the dog can't pick up that for itself. No. No. Um did you happen to see where Michael Bolton fell asleep on air? No. Yeah. So again, um I, where I was to... where was this? <laughs> As we're looking forward to talking to the great man Michael Bolton joins us now live from Florida. Good morning and welcome back to the show. Michael, you got us okay? <laughs> Maybe he's just Michael? updating Instagram. Hi Michael, it's Kylie and Larry. We're with you live. It's gone silent. Michael, <laughs> Michael. It's possible that he didn't really actually fall asleep, but he was on with some Australian TV show. Okay. And he was promoting something or other, and I guess the feed cut out in his earpiece. So he was there, he was resting his eyes, or he was asleep, whatever. But he says to whoever's there on on site with him as an assistant that it's gone silent, that the feed's gone silent. And for some reason, again, just like the Take It Easy Bobby, it hit me in the right way, this particular soundbite. And uh, I, I really... It's gone silent. I just I just enjoy it for some reason. I don't know. It's gone silent. That's what he said to the guy when the when he's just sitting there, his eyes are closed, and they're like, "Hey, Michael, Michael, we're here. We're talking to you. Can you hear us?" It's gone silent. So anyway, I just enjoy the it's gone silent. Have you ever uh, have you ever seen the uh, the Lonely Island video for uh, 
Captain Jack Sparrow. Yes, I had not seen fucking it. Fucking amazing. It is. And I hadn't seen it. My boss actually played it for I me. I mean, just... Captain ab- Jack Sparrow. Um, fucking <laughs> unreal. <laughs> What, just one of the abs, one of the absolute greatest things I have ever. If you guys don't know, we can't really put. You know, we'll, I feel like we can't play it on it's here. It's Captain Jack Sparrow. Infringement, but uh, and uh, what's his just, name? The uh, guy from SNL. Yeah, it's uh, Andy Samberg. Yeah, it's the Lonely Island guys and and Michael what? Bolton singing a no. singing a song about Jack Sparrow Jack and Tony Sparrow. Montana. Yeah. and it's just do yourselves a favor and look it up. Yeah, definitely. Interesting uh, radio. Interesting podcasting. In the Smoky Mountain National Park, which is in like parts of Tennessee and I think also North Carolina, I, I know for sure Tennessee, um, that Appalachian, that section of the Appalachian Trail known as the Smoky Mountains, um, there's a black market that exists with a plant that naturally grows in there, ginseng. Yeah. Ginseng naturally uh, grows ginseng in there. Ginseng harvesting is huge uh, through uh, like up and down the entire Appalachian Trail. But isn't that interesting that it's a, it's yeah. a, it's a it's a drug that affects the poorest yeah. of America. It's not heroin. Yeah. It's ginseng. They har- yeah, they, that's uh, that's it's a cash crop for them. Isn't they that go amazing? Out, they get violent over it too. Wow. They, they will uh, they'll shoot you to protect their property. Yeah. If, you, if you're trying to harvest ginseng on their shit. How about how about that? Isn't that interesting? Yeah, the the, uh, the History Channel had uh, had a series on that. I forget what it was called. I was going to say that that would be a good like It was yeah, it was. It was one of the like, like yeah. That. Um how about this? Uh the Super Bowl just passed. A true love story, Robert Kraft. <laughs> and his 38-year-old girlfriend, because I know, I just know, she <laughs> loves him for him and not his money. There's no question that she loves him I... just for him. Editor's note, this was recorded before Robert Kraft was arrested for soliciting prostitution. She she keeps putting rings on his finger. Yeah, well, fuck. Fucking patriots. I, I, I don't hate the Pats. I know people do. You don't? I don't, yeah, I don't hate on the Pats. Uh... You know what? Because I hate the Giants so much yeah. that I sort of have this uh, this soft spot for them. Right. Um, well, the Giants so, yeah. crushed them twice, baby. I know Tom fucking Coughlin, man. Yeah! That guy's a that guy's a wizard. <laughs> That's a fucking wizard. Um, Bothers me when people are like, "Yeah, Eli beat the Pats twice." I'm like, Tom, that fucking Tom Coughlin beat them twice. Yeah. Well, you know, Tom Coughlin and Bur- and Eli and Eli and the defense. <laughs> Um, all right, some random things here. We'll close out shop. Uh, this is fucked up. There was a sister who lives in Florida now. She used to live in New Jersey. Yeah. And her one sister lives in Patterson. Oh, this is great. Did you hear about I this? I love this story. Yeah. And they look alike. When They're somewhat sister, similar in age. I thought you were talking about fucking sassy, soulful black no, women. No, yeah. these are actually, if anything, they, look White. Like they might be Pretty Latina. very the, Caucasian. They are Caucasian. Yeah, yeah okay. Um... And the one sister gets nabbed for prostitution. Yeah, Patterson, that's says great. that she's her sister, who's down in Florida, who's studying down in Florida, to a who wants to become a teacher. Yeah. yeah, now she can't become a teacher. Apparently, they figured it all yeah, out. Yeah, it appears to have been, been resolved. The father got involved and was like, "Hey, our other daughter's a fucking idiot." Right. <laughs> but here's what I. But here's what I wanted to bring up. What's so so fascinating to me? 
why is it that Patterson is such a hotbed for prostitution? I don't feel like I ever read as um, much coming out of Newark or East Orange or Elizabeth. Patterson, I would say, it's, it's like a hotbed tons for prostitution. Of Patterson prostitution. It's a hotbed for heroin, and wherever you have a hotbed for heroin, you're going to have desperate heroin users. And when you have desperate heroin users, you have people who are going to do whatever they can to make money. Yeah. And when that is, uh, when that's a woman, uh, what's the the older profession in the world? Oldest profession in the world. You, you can always find a willing customer. Yeah. Uh, and, and there you go. Yeah. There you go. All right. So that answers my question then, because I was fascinated more than yeah. anything I, uh, by I the gr- Patterson prostitution. I, I grew up right next to um, Patterson. Yeah, that's uh, right. You did. Glen Rock's like right on the border. There's a there's slivers of Fairlawn and Hawthorne that kind of get in the way, but we're, you know, we're within a few blocks of, yeah. the, of the border. Um, and one of the things, um, uh, Lincoln Ave and route 208, like, uh, the Glenrock cops constantly nail people, uh, coming out of Patterson with shitloads of fucking heroin. Cause wow. they go back towards, uh, towards like Sussex County, like West Milford. Yeah, yeah. There's a big rural heroin pr- sure, uh, problem definitely. or a big opiate problem out in the rural parts of the state. And eventually those people wind up getting on heroin. So people will run it from Patterson out to there. Yeah. That's a uh, little, that's like a little corridor. Yeah. So our, our cops are always fucking arresting those people. Interesting. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. How about this? Um, I, I'm going to start another little series here on the podcast. When I walk home from the train every day in Bloomfield, New Jersey, I happen to walk past this one house where there's almost always a middle-aged black woman who's outside on her phone uh, talking to somebody um, almost every day. Every day I walk home, she's out there and she's talking on her phone. So it's one of those interesting things where if you've ever been in a situation like that, um, you always will hear about a second of the conversation when you walk by, as you're yeah. getting closer, it's just a mump. It's a, it's a, it's a mumble. It's a, yeah. it's a buzz. It's a little bit of something you hear. And then as you get closer and closer, you pick out every a couple words. So anyway, I, it's, it's always so random to me. The things that I hear when I walk by, I decided I was going to write them down and start that as a series. So nice. from this week, uh, my entry uh, that I heard, uh, the only thing I made out this, that came out to me, stuck out to me as I was walking home was she said, now I was breastfeeding at the time. And I just thought that was so, it stood out to me as so striking that I remembered to write it down as I'm walking the rest of the block. Now I was breastfeeding at the time. And we have no idea if that means that she was feeding someone from her breast or if she was feeding from someone else's breast. It's true. Yeah. I have no idea. Or when I assumed that it was her rearing a child. Or when that time was. I have no idea. Yeah. And what this is being used in context with. Right. Yeah. I, I was yeah, breastfeeding at the time of the Kennedy assassination. It could have been anything. No, I was breastfeeding at the time. But I, that's yeah. all I made out. Like, and again, it's because that was just so jarring. Yeah. That that's what she said. She was breastfeeding. That she was breastfeeding. So, again, uh, that I'll have to get back to you on whatever else comes up when I'm walking by there. Excellent. Um, a, a random thing. I saw a story. What were from... you doing on 9 11? I, I was, was breastfeeding at the time. Uh, Toronto. The whole Sun. day. <laughs> <laughs> the Toronto Sun had this article. Um, uh, maybe it was originally from the UK's, uh, you know, but I, I was linked to it from the Toronto uh, affiliate. So the, the Sun had this article where Meghan Markle is um, engaged in an outreach program where she writes inspiring messages speaking of Patterson prostitution, 
on bananas and has these distributed to sex workers in uh, London, I guess. And um, basically what uh, stood out to me was in this article I was reading, this woman said, you know, fuck Meghan Markle for doing this. She has the means to help us more than this. Like, fuck her for, for giving us bananas. You know what I mean? And it really, it's, it, it stuck with me. It's, it, it struck me because I said, you know what? Fuck you, whore. How about you fucking help yourself? You know, she's out here actually giving you something. When you she know, says, Here's a banana for you to have. When she says, and she's like, oh, she has the means to help us more. Everybody fucking wants a handout. When she says the means to help us more, does she mean financial means or does she mean like, oh, you're Meghan Markle, you're a very high profile woman. Like, we'd love it if you would step up for like sex workers rights maybe you get a push for legalized prostitution oh something. i'm sure i don't know i mean maybe maybe if, it, if, it didn't go into any detail if that's the case i almost understand what she's saying because it's like well yeah you gave me a banana with a nice message on it but uh that that kind of just seems like a very a very trivial gesture if you would like to do something to really help us can you please like say something we would love to live under conditions where we can, we can do this because we have no other way to make money, and but we can do it without you know threat of STD yeah. or or murder at the hands of. Well, a I mean, John I, I, I doubt like they that. have no other way to make money. I mean, I doubt they have I no mean, other way to make money. I you know I look at the you know I think there are a lot of look, there are all kinds of people in the world. So I think by sheer, by just simple virtue, of the the vast expanse of, uh, of humanity, there are probably some people who are best suited to sex work. And I don't yeah, mean I that, mean, I, I don't mean so. that in a, in any kind of pejorative light. I mean, that's what they're suited for, whether it be, you know, look, you could be a fucking, like a courtesan and run like a, you know, a beautiful, uh, brothel and, and be clean and shit. No, I'm, I'm serious <laughs> yeah. though. Like it, there is something legitimate about it, like they're you know to you know provide you know you're providing something that the person who's going to you for it clearly isn't getting elsewhere. So that's not, you know, I don't think it's, I don't know if it's illegitimate to say you know, I'm I'm a big proponent of sex workers' uh, rights. Yeah, well, you are. You always um, have been. You always <laughs> you always have been. And you know, I I mean, look, I I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um. I, I certainly don't think that there should be uh, any, um, like, you know, people shouldn't be thrown in jail yeah. for, uh, for doing it. I mean, I don't know how I feel about the whole, um, uh, it seems to work for, for certain locations. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, yeah. Las Vegas and uh, Reno have little built-in um, industries that, that work. I, you know, I, I guess, like you said, being a libertarian and, and really kind of looking at it like, why not? Yeah. Um, I don't have any problem with it. Uh, I, I guess if you're going to have the state involved um, to tax it, uh, whatever. I know, mean, I, yeah, I always like I always like to keep the state out of things. Um, but, you know, obviously, I think. But you could you'd have to, though, if you're going to have that whole um, like standard like Netherlands you know, thing I'm, where they get tested every day and all that kind of shit. Yeah, there's unless um, there's some kind of like a sage yeah, Larfo La- private agency. Yeah. That's La- step so, up and so, say, like, yeah. We'll La- test them um, and- Larry Sharp was actually talking about that with with regard to a lot of a lot of stuff when he was running for governor of New York. He was saying, look, 
getting the government out of things doesn't mean that you would eliminate regulation. Mm-hmm. It means that you would allow the sort of business organizations from each industry to create their own internal regulation right. for what is. So he talks about like with regards like nutritional supplements. How do you know if a nutrition? How would you without government regulation? How would you know if a nutritional supplement was was safe? Well, because right now the FDA doesn't touch su- uh, supplements, and that's an argument that they right. constantly make for right. why they right. should right. have right. oversight. He says, "Well, you know, you can tell that there are supplements that are safe because there are industry groups that won't give you their fucking stamp of approval without you yeah. meeting certain standards." So I think you could do the same thing in sex work. Look, like people. People won't uh, – porn stars won't shoot scenes with people that they know aren't fucking tested right. and cleared. Yeah, I mean um, if you have a gold standard, yeah. AA standard or whatever, yeah. or like, you know, like when you buy uh, Chianti, you know that yeah. that comes from a certain region in Italy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's a reason why they call it that. It's it's yeah. Uh, So, yeah, you, you can always have um, – everybody thinks that everything has to run through. I, I don't know. I mean, look, I, I don't have any problem with – um, it's not like I'm sitting here For, saying that the woman can't be a whore if she chooses to. You know what it I'm is? I'm just saying that you, you know what shut is the me? fuck up like she's got the means <laughs> to help us more. Yeah. Know, whatever. Get the fuck out of here. You know, I, go, I, go, go I, fucking if make I was, some money. If I, yeah. If, oh, I mean, if, Get back out on the fucking curb. I, take I, well, this I, happy meal and be happy with it. I think I, I, I guess what she's That's saying is, uh, is yeah, She. I think we'd all be better off maybe if people in higher positions. Well, I mean, look, you're a very, you're a very serious advocate. For the sex, uh, yeah, I am. Well, I mean, look how and you have been a tireless, a yeah, and, and outspoken, fi- and financially as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, I mean, I mean that uh, I like half joking, but half serious. Like, right. who am I to go to a strip club uh, to watch pornography on on the internet? Uh, when I was in Thailand, uh, when I'd be on like leave or libo, I'd hang out in a bar with. The bar girls there are hookers. Um, I was never into fucking hookers; it's just not my thing. But like, right. I'd hang out with them, and you get to know them as, as, as people. I did. Uh, I did get a hand job or two uh, in exchange for a couple beers. Yeah. But you know, who are you to criticize? Like to say that oh, I can be I can be a customer of this, and I can consume the the product or the service, but I can also you know contribute to the the stigma behind it, and you know not not create an environment where the people who provide this service that I use and appreciate can do so in a safe, yeah, safe see, manner. I think that the, the problem I've always had with this, and this is getting into the whole rabbit hole, but might as well, why not close up shop with this particular discussion? Sure. Um, yeah, we're about an hour and a half right now. Yeah. The, the problem I've always had with this is I've got no problem with when, when Bell Knox, the chick from Duke wanted to go out there and start making porn videos. Yeah, she's hot. I have no problem with that. The problem that I had was when everybody wanted to tell everyone else that they weren't allowed to think that there was something like slutty and dirty to that whole arrangement. That, hey, how dare you? This girl's trying to just make it in life. And it's like, yeah, but... She's making a lot of money and becoming like a little bit of a porn star now. Yeah, it's cool. That's different than I am about to have my power shut off. I'm gonna go, you know, let my landlord sleep with me. Like, don't don't make it out to be something that it's not. You know what I mean? Like, she's choosing to do that. 
you you can't then sure, be outraged just... when her notoriety grows beyond just being a college student. You know what I mean? Like you can't have your cake and eat it too. Basically, the problem yeah. that people were having was what was the problem was being, that she was she exposed? was being harassed by or her fellow students knew that yeah. she had done porn. Okay. So um, it wasn't fair, in, in other words, well, that didn't... she was being outed. As and it's like but no, wait a was second. it no? Was it because she did porn, or was it because she didn't she publish? Did she publish like a blog of like all like describing all the different guys on campus she had fucked? Was that her? Uh, I think you're did crossing that. together two different stories. Okay, because someone did that, and then I think they did porn, and I think the the backlash against them wasn't over the porn. It was over the uh, original blog post. The blog post, but I don't know if it was her or someone else. Yeah, no, I think that it was. It, it wasn't so much like this thing where she had gotten. I, I don't know if she, um, you know, had run afoul of her parents or whatever because they were upset the fact that they didn't want her to be doing that type of thing, and clearly she was. But my my point is, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You if don't you, think if you want to go and do porn, cool. You, you don't think you have, don't, feel free, go do it. But guess what? Then it's out there that you do porn. Like you don't, you sure. can't just expect it to be like. But what, I had a job at McDonald's. But what, what consequence should that, other than people knowing? You know, I think. Well, you know, was like where people like. You know, like I guess the you, question is: retire, Should she suffer some consequence from from doing porn? No, and then. Are, how are people treating her? Are they like, are they, you know, hurling insults at her? Are they like fucking, no, you know, I'm not, look, our classmates? I, I remember like, very well talking about this on the podcast and saying, I would never condone somebody being harassed yeah. or treated like so shit then you, or yeah, whatever so then it may you're, be. Then you're but talking you about two different expect, things. If you, if you decide that you're going to go work for uh, and become a fucking elementary school teacher yeah. versus somebody who gambles for a living. Yeah. Or if you sell... Um, you know, like tainted meat down on the docks yeah. to like, you know, restaurants versus somebody who fucking works for the IRS or whatever. You got to realize that there's going to be people who react differently to those two different jobs. Yeah, and but if selling... you are a, uh, a adult video star, certain people are going to say, oh, OK, there's something a little so, sleazy okay, about that. So I guess that's all right. That's where the problem lies. It is the fact that we say that there's there's something sleazy or something wrong with it because it's such a widely consumed product, and it's so like even so many people um, who say, who who would publicly say pornography is terrible, as soon as they're out of the public eye, are jacking off. To but I'm not saying it's terrible. I'm not. But saying I'm not. It's I'm not saying that you are. But I'm, what I'm saying is it's un it's unfair to I think hold her to a standard whereby you say because you make this. You have to suffer the consequences of other people shaming you for for doing it. But I'm not saying that somebody should be able to go up to somebody and say, fuck you, whore, get the fuck off the street, yeah! And then, like, the whole, like, pitchfork mob is driving her back into her house. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that you can't expect somebody to have the same level of respect for... Somebody who gets fucked on camera for a living for somebody who also uh, who works raising children for a living. And I'm not even some big like pro teacher thing. I was just talking about how fucking teachers piss me off I don't, with I don't, their complaints, too. I don't know, though. Right. If you if you realize that your sexuality is is marketable. And I mean, we talk about being libertarians and and capitalism and shit like that. I right. mean, what should we respect more than the fact that you figured out that you had something? The look once. Once people meet their basic needs for for food, water, and shelter, the next thing we look for is sex. So, 
you know, why, why stigmatize, like, I think, I think it stigmatizes sex work then to say what you do is, is necessarily dirty. I, I hear the word dirty and I, I think of it almost as a, you say dirty and slutty to me and I think I, I'm going to make a new friend. Like this is. Uh, I look at it as, I have no as problem a good with thing. That. My, yeah. my thing is that there's people who, and I'm not even suggesting that, that I'm necessarily one of these people. There's people who would never patronize a sex worker, who just wouldn't. They wouldn't but would pay they, for sex, would they, right? Would they they watch, wouldn't choose to do would that. Would they watch pornography? I don't know. Maybe. Because I will say this. I've noticed, and I've spent, like I said, I've spent a lot of time sort of cruising around various areas of the country that have that... Uh, that Bible beltedness to them, mm-hmm. and if you drive down the highway, like especially you start getting out in like Western Pennsylvania, you will notice that it alternates what you see on the side of the road, like almost to a T. It will go mega church, dildo shop, mega church, yeah. dildo shop for like no, miles. No, I believe it. I believe yeah. it. Look, my point is this: you can't tell somebody how they should feel about what somebody no, else does. I don't I don't want to Some people yeah. look at teachers and they say, "Oh, you know what? You take advantage of the fact that the union has its fucking teeth sunk in with yeah. the state here and no, you I get built-in increases and great pensions and all this and fuck that. That's bullshit." So some people are going to judge you for that. Yeah, some people are going to judge You can't expect people I don't, to not yeah, I don't judge wanna, you. I don't want to dictate anyone else's morality. Like that's that's your That's own. what that's the problem I remember having with the whole Bell Knox thing. That's your own where conclusion. Where it was like people were saying like to? That's but, you, you can't possibly but they judge her. You can't, po- and it's like, but well, there's some another, people are going to judge her. But there's her. another piece of that in that if you're the person judging her and you're doing it in a, a vocal manner, um, and a vocal manner that, well, maybe not directly thrown at her. If you're doing it in a public, if you're doing it in private conversation, and you're saying, you know, I really don't appreciate the idea of being with a, per- you know, I don't, you know, I abstain from por- pornography and and whatever, and I don't like that. Um, but I think when you start doing it in in a public forum, like say on like Twitter or social media or whatever like that, it takes on the feeling of a campaign against the person because they're doing something that you don't approve of. And then I think that, that people are, are going to rally behind that person and be like, Hey, like the like, fuck off, go live your own life too. Yeah. It's just, look, I just don't think it's realistic. I, I think that people want to have it both ways. If you decide that you're going to take money and make a living out of being fucked on camera, you are exhibitioning yourself and making yourself available in that way. But you're not, you're not forcing anyone to consume the product. No, of course not. Right. But if so, you, but if you put so, yourself okay, so out there to that extent, but so right, here's, here's it's like being in entertainment. It's like somebody could go up to you is, and say, "Mike, your fucking is, podcast we, sucks." Well, you they'd be suck at radio. You suck at holding at hosting a conversation. They would be spot on. You can't tell a joke to to save your fucking life. Your show fucking sucks. Yeah, and. So when you put yourself out there like that, it's the same thing like if you were a stand-up comedian. You could go out there and, and, and take booze. And you so, could have people who say, this, this fucking blows. Get the and they fuck should off be, the stage. But they should, be kicked out of, they should be kicked out of the club, if they're, the comedy club, Those, if they're going to do I mean, that. The, to a large extent, though, that's part of it, though. Being heckled or but whatever, nah, they don't get kicked out all the time. It's, they're getting to the point now. Like, even the seller has that swim-at-your-own-risk policy now where it's like, hey, if you don't like it, just fucking leave. Um, there, I, I think there's the, the, the comedy show heckler is far less 
tolerated than they are now. Like, yeah. I think you'll... you'll also, get, maybe that's true. You'll get but dragged again, out. But here's the thing about... And this is, I think, we're poor. The guy on Twitter who told me nobody listens to your podcast. I know, it happens. But I think here's the thing about comedy and porn are actually interesting like that because when you... Porn we keep in a special, right? Porn is in the porn place. Mm-hmm. And it's not thrust in your face, right? They're, you know, you you... you it's not Bella Knox. You're not gonna. You're not gonna come across her shit unless you go in search of her shit. Okay. So that's made for the. Her product is made for the consumption of of people who want it. Um, and she's not forcing you. She's not compelling you to consume her right. product. Just like us with the podcast. So, um, it seems what what I think what I, what people find distasteful about public judgment of her is that. Okay, you're criticizing this woman in public for providing a service that a lot of people uh, want or need, and she's not forcing you to consume it. She's not putting it's not put out publicly. You have to generally with porn go in search of it. Um, so why why are you then taking your? It's almost as though the people who are saying that there's a problem with her doing porn are. F- are forcing their morality on her in a more public way than she, by doing porn, is forcing on them. Because you have to go and search, you know, even if she is the number one porn star in in the world, you still have to go in search of pornography. Mm-hmm. It exists in, I mean, it's a popular but still hidden corner of the internet, right? If you try to access it on your work computer, you'll probably get blocked by a, a server, um, you have to, you know, acknowledge that you're 18 years old to, to view the shit and stuff. Mm-hmm. So there are barriers to porn uh, that make it necessary, that is necessarily outside of the public eye. But when you go out publicly and chastise a person for doing something that, it, and you're directly saying, you're not saying, you're not having sort of a theoretical conversation. I don't talking about public chastising. I think it's just that you say so, you see somebody and you know that they did porn or you know that they're a whore and it's just like, oh, okay, all right. They, they, especially as a woman, and, and you know what? You might not think this is fair, and you might think it's fucked up, but it's true. Women have more to gain from doing that particular profession. They make more money. They're the ones that become the stars. The men sure. are like, you know, a dime but a very, dozen. There's a million fucking men who do porn. Very few, well, very few people, I feel like, become stars in porn. Like, I feel like... The, but still, the women, the, are sh- the, the women are the better paid. Sure, they do More better. in desire but it would be the aspect same, of porn. But it would be the same because way... They ha- because it's rarer that they would actually give that away like that. That's rarer that a woman would be willing to be involved in that particular Sure, profession. but that... It still doesn't make there's it There's a bad. reason why. I, it still doesn't make it a, a bad or a wrong thing to do. And I think if you're going to have a, a general public discussion about... If you're going to speak in generalities, oh, I believe... You know, porn is bad. I think if you do porn, it makes you, uh, you know, you know, unchaste or what, you know, whatever your particular uh, feeling on that is. But I think when you look at a look at a specific person and you say you are a whore, Bella Knox, because you do porn, I think there's something wrong with that. And you're saying like this is a thing. That shitloads and shit. It is like the most popular thing. Yeah, but I just I don't know. I just I don't understand where. Like for example, I've I've bought my, uh, weed from a lot of weed dealers over the years, right? Necessary evil. Look, if they didn't exist, I would be in a tough spot yeah. because I wouldn't have been able to buy my weed. But the amount of weed dealers that I actually thought were cool or like good people, yeah. I could count on one fucking hand. 
and I've known a lot of them. But that's that's so the, that's, to me, it's kind of like all right, but yeah, that's you're, just the person you're taking advantage of the situation that exists. You have a product that you sell on the black market that you're benefiting from. But so then they that's should cool. be. You should be able to do it, and but I you, have no problem. But with you did it. acknowledge. But you're not exactly my favorite person. But in the you world. did acknowledge that some of them, at least, you found a yeah, couple. Yeah, it's not like I'm okay, saying. Okay, so then, so then their then their their value as a person exists. I would say irrespective. Don't forget, I never once of, said. That I think people should get harassed, or that somebody should be able the, to get like dragged and made to do walk so the walk of shame value, because they did porn but or something. But their value is you a just person, have to then. accept that people but are going to judge what you do. Well, you, to use your your weed dealer analogy, their value is a person uh, because you said there were a couple cool weed dealers, but a, a good chunk of them were were douchebags or whatever. Yeah. So their value as a person seems to exist iris, irrespective of of their position as weed dealers. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So some the of these same, some of these people are my friends. Yeah, so the same thing. And it's just them as weed dealers I'm not necessarily crazy about. About the fact that they're breaking the law by being uh, weed dealers? The, or Just the way that they sort of do their business. You know what I mean? Like, they they have their own little uh, idiosyncrasies, or it might be difficult to achieve, achieve this particular thing, or, you know, like maybe there's some aspect of pricing that is sort of a little bit uh, uh, usurious and perhaps this... taking advantage of the situation. Anyway... Anytime you deal with something yeah. that sort of amounts to a well, somewhat illicit, after all, trade. we're not we're not we're not communists. No, um, no, we're talking about a somewhat look, illicit a somewhat illicit trade. So, but you're then gonna I have think... people who judge you for taking part in that, and it's wrong to suggest that they can't judge you for that. Just like somebody could judge me for going out but and I, buying weed. But I think we can objectively look at whether the judgment is is warranted. And again. Pornography is perfectly legal, right? It's. I mean, we should really should we be championing it? It's the first, the First Amendment, which protects religion, also protects pornography. I think that's a pretty fantastic thing. Um, so, again, you know, what what is the end? What is the end game of saying? I mean, what's what's the point of like writing, say, an op-ed or a tweet that says? Bella Knox is a whore because she has sex on camera. Like, what do we gain from that? No, I, guess, I, I don't know. I don't know anybody who would write that, and I don't know anybody who. And I and I think if I remember back to when we talked about this on my show years and years and years ago, it, it's like I don't even know why this is getting coverage or people are talking about this. But you have to be realistic about it when you want to. If you're going to be a student yeah. at Duke and go to class and you want to become like a sure. dental the, assistant rea- or something like realistically, that. Realistically, if, if, if you people go find and, out and that get involved in camera, this other thing on the side, people, it, it's going to change the way people think and look at you. Sorry, will, that's but life. I know. I guess the question then is, who who is there something wrong with then, right? Is there, is there something wrong with, with the person who who judges? Because isn't, it, isn't the whole thing fucking hate the sin, love the sinner? Yeah, I guess that's supposedly a a theory of um like I, I hear uh, that being Christianity yeah I hear that being preached pretty frequently and again I mean within in contemporary American society pornography is clearly not that the president fucks porn stars right um I mean porn is mainstream we had we had a Pornhub pop up shop down in in Soho yeah um. You know, Ron Jeremy has his own line of rum. I, you know, I have books here written by porn stars. I mean, porn yeah. is is a part of uh, is a part of American life. It's, it is up there with the AR fifteen as like ubiquitously American. So I again, I think I think the the issue is 
And, you you know, I think what you're saying comes down to a personal level. There will be people who find this distasteful. Totally understood. I think what I have issue with is that something that is so ubiqui- ubiquitously consumed and and popular and especially, particularly, I mean, because there are a lot of people uh, who consume pornography that will deny to your face that they consume pornography mm. because there's a shame associated with it. And I guess... What I'm saying is, is it fair of a very porn, a a population that uses pornography so much, is it then fair of us to go and publicly shame our sex workers? I think that, no, I I, I think that where I come down on it is this, and it finally crystallized in my head because I'm finally remembering what it was that I kind of like, where I, what it was that sort of, broke something in my brain about the story. This notion that she's going to go and and do this the porn for a little while, and, you know, she might just do that, and then she is going to become a, a dental assistant or whatever, and, and but that's the way it should be, and that's she, the way it is. If she wants to, she she deserves that, right? Let me, just, let me just finish. Let me just finish. The fact is that deserve is the wrong word because I'm not the one who's sitting here in like some arbiter of how life is and, and saying, look, sorry, I'm the judge and jury. And this is the, this is life. My point is to say this, if you are choosing to engage in, you know, sex on camera for, for money, for, for, to make that a business decision, it's going to follow you around. And I'm not the one that's making that decision, but that shouldn't. Okay. So that shouldn't, I don't think, uh, a history in pornography should not preclude you from holding another job. But in some cases, ever. it does. But in it some sh- cases, it does. It should not, and that's that's wrong. I think. Now, if you wanted to go teach it, say a Catholic school, I don't school, know if it is. No, I think it is. Or if you if, teach it a public school, why? Why? Because parents aren't going to want their kids to be but the, taught by somebody who was engaging in. And again, it's not to the, say that there's anything wrong with being a porn star. But those kids but you're, wouldn't you're be there. You're crossing a threshold. What if their parents? You know, if their parents consume porn, those kids wouldn't be there if their parents hadn't had unprotected sex. Some, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, some of them might be the children of strippers or whoever the fuck else. Yeah, Why, but it's just... Should you... Are, are you... You could be... It's unrealistic to expect that that's not the way life so is. So you could be... But you could be a far, far more morally corrupt person and not be a pornographer, whereas you could be a pornographer and be the greatest human being on the world. There are probably... If you look at people working in sex versus people working out of sex took a sample of them they're going to be uh some scumbags over here and some scumbags over here and by the way some wonderful people over what's, here what's some so interesting about this there. is you could be a sex worker and actually probably still be able to go and work as a teacher because guess what video evidence doesn't exist of that that's not something that's going to come back but you to may bite you in fucked, that way you may have fucked the fathers of like half sure year. maybe you did so there's i think that's what we have to look at and say there's there's a hypocrisy inherent in this you're you, to but say, if there's video that exists of that if you made it part so of your business mean, so to that be means so that means on camera it, it there's it, a record exists it's something that's out there and so, always will yeah, be so yeah so i guess that is then the people then I would say it's like people, you're making a decision that's going to yes. affect. And I so hope people realize that that's what it was. I was like, I hope people like Bell Knox realize that's a decision yeah. you're making. That's going to follow you the rest of your and life. And so this is where we're at a stalemate. I look at that decision and I say, 
you should – that's not a decision. I don't look at it as a decision to be punished for. I don't think – but I look not, at I look at pornography. It's almost like you're saying. But I think I think the, the world the, shouldn't work the way I, that the world but works. I, I think I think we're trending towards a society that that doesn't look at it like that. Maybe porn's very mainstream Maybe. now. Um, I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I think, and I think that's it's. I think it's anti. I think it's anti-libertarian to to do that too. You should be you should be punished for. But I I don't know if I necessarily it, it's because it's not about being punished, right? You are though. You're being if you're being denied. But uh, how can you how can you legislate the way someone feels in their mind about if you choose to do that, right? And someone knows about it then because video evidence exists. How can you tell them that it's wrong to feel because a certain what type it's, of way? You can't legislate that. So what it's going to come down to, and again, look, if you if they wanted to go, I think you know it's it's place to place. I think there. are Places maybe where they, you know, the Amish, I'm sure, never consume hardcore pornography. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I would well, get hard it. without video. They yeah, have to exactly. See it live. Uh, no, but if, because I think in the end, and I think, like, I guess basically what I'm saying is if we had some sort of x-ray vision mm-hmm. and we were to look at a town where um, they've, they found out that, you know, a 35-year-old teacher made some videos when she was, she was 22. Uh, and they they decide to to call for her firing. I think if we looked and and if the the reasoning for that is because I don't want someone who is so clearly morally corrupt uh, teaching my child. If we then went and peeled back the onion on what all of the adults in in their kids' life were like from from their own home through little league coaches and and shit like that we would be we would wind up finding far far worse shit than someone who who fucked on camera so the question now i think is it's a value judgment on what you th- on whether you find even fucking on camera being morally corrupt like i look at at sex as a very like yeah people be fucking man um so i it would it would bother me. Like, I, I could never hold it against a person. I would never say, you can't go near my kid because, you know, you can't. Right. You know, but that's, that but see, that's the thing. You're you're but, talking about your personal reaction to a situation. But again, this is, it's forced, it's, it's like when we, like, look at, you know, it's like when people dig up old tweets and shit. Yeah, you said it publicly eight years ago. So, like, now we're... I mean, what is it? Like, everyone's on the but on see, this planet I, but for... But see, it's interesting. See, I'm glad that you brought that up because so I can at least know, am I just, like, is there something I'm missing here or whatever? I feel the same way about that particular issue. If your dumbass tweeted some fucking racist, homophobic, like, bigoted shit at 16, you should have been fucking smart enough to go back and delete it when you became a star or whatever it is you're a star at because that's you the world even, we live in. If you were That's even, the world we live in. If you were even in. thinking about it, though, because, you know... Then delete your fucking Twitter. But it was... Well, again, it was one of those things... Why do you need... To, why are you such an egomaniac that you need to have a Twitter where you have to go out there? If you fucking play baseball, delete your fucking Twitter. 
I mean, look, people use them for different. People get advertising deals out of their social media accounts. If you want to have a again, start a new account, that's just nothing but you I tweeting know, about ex- baseball. But it's another. It's like another one of those things where it's, it's like being ignorant to the world we live in. And people, if people see you say stupid shit. They're gonna ex- they're gonna fucking take advantage of it. But it's, if people know that you did something intimate but and then, there's video of it, they're right, gonna so take advantage then of we're, it. Then we're creating. Then we're we sh- but we shouldn't. All right, so we should strive for a world where that is not the case. I think is the uh, the better thing. Do we want to live in this world where we're constantly in search of a thing to get someone on? No, I don't think we should be living in that so world. Then, uh, but yeah, we do so then live we, in that world. We can though. acknowledge that it exists. But then when it happens, I think the appropriate reaction is, 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 hey, hey, fuck off. Like, we're not going down that route because then it turns into, then it turns into what can we get you on? And then when it's what can we get you on, everyone has a fucking something right. that we can get you no, on. No, I think so that's, if that's fair, something. I think if that's that... something isn't like a violent criminal history or something you've done to really hurt people and, and you haven't changed as a person after... Then I guess the the question is, you know, to to what end are are you doing it? Like, you know, it's just that you have to be. To me, I just look at it as a matter of being real about something. Where people yeah. are going to judge certain behaviors, yes, they and will. decisions that you might make in your life. Then it I doesn't guess, mean you shouldn't make that decision because everybody's circumstances then, are different. Then I guess, but guess what? Yeah, you then, have to be realistic about what happens on the other side. Then I guess the answer for society is then to start saying, "Hey, hey, look, like you know, again with porn, if we're all jerking, if we're all looking at fucking men based on the the number of views that some of these videos are getting, I would posit that we are all." looking at Pornhub quite frequently, um, you know, I think then society needs to be like, all right, we need to, because, you know, what 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 next? You know, if the new, gr- the Green New Deal takes off, is it going to be, if if you eat meat, we're going to start looking at you? Like, I don't want my... Probably. Yeah, so w- you can see what kind of, like, shitty rabbit holes we could start going down. And Yeah, I guess, I don't know. It's just, you know what, to take it all full circle and just make my final yes, point on it. we're two hours here. Yeah, uh... It's just one of those things where um, you can't expect to, to change the way certain people feel about certain things. And if you want to try, all the more power to you. I got, I got, I'm w- way behind your effort to try and go ahead and do that as the, and change uh, the way people look. But as, as the social justice warriors are wont to say, there is no progress without change. Exactly. However, um, if there's some people who think that it's less than toured for people to uh for for women to go out there and say you know what I'm going to sell my virginity for 7 million dollars they can feel that I, way if they want to yeah they can I, as a final note that I want to be is is the other thing is we always talk about like when these fucking social media mobs pop up them being just a vocal minority i think that for me that's a big part of the issue is if three mothers out of a school of thousands write letters to the PTA that they don't want this woman teaching, but everyone else is like, fuck it, I don't fucking care. She's, right. she's a nice teacher and sure. she does right by my kids. Exactly. And the woman still gets fired because the three three letters wound up in the local paper and it just created a media circus and by knee-jerk reaction, the Board of Ed cans her. Right. You know, has any kind of real fairness or justice been served there? No. And again, okay. I, I, I want to make it clear that I'm not going to be the person that is launching those outrage claims. Yeah. I'm not the person that's standing there saying, "Oh, Bell Knox, you know, that's that you're you're 
bringing shame upon your household and your family. But you probably are. I mean, your father's probably fucking mortified. But, you know, whatever. That's your deal to figure out with him. Mostly it just makes it hard for him to look at internet porn because he never knows when his daughter's going to pop up. He just never knows. That's the truth. And that's really, that's the real tragedy. That's the real sad story. It's rough. Um, all right, it. final point. Go away. Final point as we close up here. Yeah, I'm sure it would. Um, <laughs> hopefully. You'd have to actually yeah. hope in that yeah, case that it not. would. Um, uh, speaking about <laughs> the Virginia thing, one last point. Um, one thing that I really, really loved, uh, my favorite thing probably about the whole thing with Virginia and the blackface and the KKK and the whole thing is when Northam, the governor, was explaining himself at a press conference that he called hastily, I think the day after it all broke. He basically said that he has a lot of black friends. That's great. <laughs> Didn't he say he was? He, there was like a picture of him dressed as Michael Jackson too. That oh, he used to be able God. to moonwalk. Yeah, he That's also said that he great. can moonwalk, and he was being Michael Jackson. That's he fun. was going to do it, and his wife said no. It's inappropriate. But the fact that he said I have a lot of black friends really, really kills me. Um, I think I actually have the video here. Um, This has been a tremendous uh, learning experience, and you know, I will, I will tell you, I, I had the, I, I would say, unique opportunity growing up on the Eastern Shore. Uh, I, I was in public school uh, during desegregation. <laughs> uh, I have a, a lot of African American friends. Oh yeah, <laughs> he did. <laughs> oh boy. All right, that's good. So anyway, we'll close it there. Uh, this has been Flipping Out Radio, the most American podcast ever created. He is Mike Montone, and they can check out your podcast. Uh, Facebook.com slash The Savage Crew. Twitter at Mike Montone. Instagram at Gary underscore Moiler. M-O-Y-L-E-R. The podcast, The Savage Sack Tap, is available uh, through all of those social media platforms and at thesavagecrew.libsyn.com. And I'll close, I lied. The last thing I'll say in the final uh, comment on the Irrational Anger series, um, I was waiting to get on a PATH train, and we all parted. We all moved to the side, a subway train. You know, the rule is you let people get off before you get on. You have to do it that way, because how else would anybody get to and from? Uh, so we all parted the Red Sea. This woman's about to get off, and the woman says, eh, how are we going to get on if, if you're all blocking the way? And I was so fucking furious because we all dutifully moved out of the way. Nobody was blocking their way. They had a perfect little corridor that they could come off the train, and yet she still had to say, eh, how, how are we going to get off if you're, you're trying to get on? Bitch, we all fucking moved out of the way. What the fuck are you talking about? So that is my final point on the Irrational Anger series. I hate people. Flippin' Out Radio, the most American podcast. He's Mike Montone. I'm James Flippin'. We'll catch you next time. Heaven's now very good. All right. The most American podcast ever created. Oh, here's your blessing. Oh, Get back out on the fucking curb. I, Take I, well, this happy meal and be happy with it. I think, I, I guess what she's That's saying is, uh, is yeah, she. I think we'd all be better off maybe if 
people in higher positions. Well, I mean, look, you're a very you're a very to, uh, serious advocate for the sex. Uh, market. Yeah, I am. Well, let me look. How and you have been a tireless, and outspoken, fi advocate. and financially as well. <laughs> <laughs> half joking, but half serious. Like, right. who am I to go to a strip club to watch pornography on the internet? When I was in Thailand, when I'd be on leave or libo, I'd hang out in a bar. The bar girls there are hookers. I was never into fucking hookers. It's just not my thing. But like, right. I'd hang out with them, and you get to know them as people. I did. Uh, I did get a hand job or two uh, in exchange for a couple beers. Yeah. But you know, who are you to say that? Oh, I can be a customer of this and I can consume the the product or the service, but I can also contribute to the stigma behind it. This has been a flipping out radio production. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you.